Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Paving the Way Podcast. Welcome to 5 Minute Mondays with your host, Medusa. Come listen to some fascinating stories, affirmations, wisdom, and even a few interviews of people that have paved the way and are paving the way in their journey of success. Listen to their timeline of adversities from traumas to triumph, and also listen to some guidance of life and even a few workshops of living your best life, digging deep and understanding the science of happiness, learning how to bounce back, the art of being present, seven reasons to be mindful, the power of gratitude, and so much more. Paving the Way Podcast with your host, Medusa. Hey, 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 hi, guys. Welcome. Thanks for tuning in. You are listening to 5-Minute Monday's Paving the Way Podcast and your host, Medusa, M-A-D-U-S-A, baby. Or you can call me Deborah. So I am down under and it was my birthday yesterday, which it's my birthday now in the States. So everybody I spoke to or that was sending me texts and Facebook messengers and oh my gosh, <laughs> they're like, you get no fair, you get to uh, celebrate it twice. And I'm really lucky <laughs> because I am here in Australia uh absolutely enjoying myself doing what I love to do and that is racing monster trucks of course but I'm spending it with a really amazing great friend her name is Kim Kim and I uh, well we didn't run into each other but we were introduced to each other through the field of racing and which was monster trucks and Kim comes from an amazing background she used to drive NASCAR and so her love and my love just kind of came together and we've remained friends ever since and even though she left um before I did from Monster Trucks when I first left in 2018 um retired uh we circled back around we kept in touch and here we are in australia and um haven't missed a beat and picked up where we left off and it is amazing um good people down here had a great show um considering <laughs> lots of um 
lots of oh, just lots of adversities we had to overcome with the monster trucks not running correctly, and um, we did our best, and we still somehow dug deep and remained calm and had a great show. (laughs) Welcome to racing, people. Also, I am just so, so happy for Kim and her husband. Um, They are opening and uh, been planning this for years and opening up their own distillery. Well, their love for bourbon and all of their history, Bard, it is Bard Distillery, um, Bard Kentucky Bourbon is a long family name and tradition that is highly respected and they have been doing such hard work and she's also a teacher and he is a, I believe, oh, I want to say um, an engineer. And so he's doing all of the groundwork for the company and they bought um, some amazing land, which was in the family, and they... um, bought an old school building with the other couple buildings. So they've got years and years of plans and years of planning and um, architect and um, just, I mean, it's amazing their story. And Kimmy has been working day and night. They they have put all of their time and money into this business and this distillery, and it is going to pay off big time. So I'm really proud um, of her and sharing all of her stories and um, sharing great minds with strong, powerful women. And I've just learned to, not just now, but um, slowly turning my life in a whole different way and angle that... My friends are important to me and I love them, but I have such a high drive that I've been gearing and shifting myself towards people with the same drive, people that have visions and want other things in life than just to sit on their ass because I'm that type of person. I cannot just, you know, sit and say, yep. I'm happy gardening and that's it, which is okay with some people. That's okay. But I'm, I am wired different. My husband will tell you that. And I have in the last couple of years have changed a lot of things about myself and the people who I hang with and who I want to associate with because when I'm done doing what I need to do, I want to enjoy the world the way I want to. And when you pick up the phone, I was talking to Kim about this earlier, is that we don't have too many friends that can just, hey, you want to go to Greece for a month? Hey, yeah, let's go. You know, so it's very hard to find people that you can do that with and that have worked and paved the way um, for others and the situation to live a comfortable life. So um, it really has paid off in the long run uh, with a lot of the things that I've had to give up 
And um, it's really great to see that a lot of things, you know, shifting into that comfortable situation and coming to fruition. So, um, yeah, that was long winded. (laughs) That was really freaking long winded. But anyway, so that's been my my vibe and my um, groove here in Australia is picking up the beat with Kim and and enjoying life. And um, so this week's podcast um, is about admitting when you're wrong. I just don't know how to tell you people, but, you know, admitting when you're wrong is just, it's scary. I don't know. It it makes my palms sweat. My left armpit is the only thing that stinks like when I get nervous or, <laughs> or when I have to admit when I'm wrong. It's only my left side. And I truly believe it has to do with this one situation when I was living in Japan. Um, and it was in wrestling. And I was laying or touched somebody that had a boil. I am not kidding now. Just listen to this. I know it's gross, but there's a, there's a reason for this whole diatribe. So just hear me out. Grab your tea or coffee or beer and sit down and strap in and listen to this. So I, I was laying on somebody with a boil in my back on my left side because I got this scar. And I, I always used to kid and tell people just to fuck with them. And tell them, oh, yeah, I got shot. (laughs) It would just shut them up, and then it would scare them away because they thought I was a bad person or a convict or something. And then then I told them that, yeah, people picked me up, and they they put me on the spike um, on the wrestling ring because we had these little metal spike things that we'd hook the ropes up to. And, oh, my God, they thought I was a crazy woman. Then a lot of people bailed, (laughs) bailed from being my friend. (laughs) I used to fuck with people's minds so bad. And then, so, but the truth is, is that, of course, it was from wrestling. And I would say, I mean, I would not say this is the truth. I'd laid on somebody with a boil and on the back by my um, left shoulder blade. And, oh, my God, mine, I caught a boil. And it, like, gave me a big hole in my back. And I remember as in Japan, they just shoved gauze in there and it was just horrible. It was just ate me. It was like, it was two big 50 cent pieces in in my back. It was nasty. Well, from that, um, when it was starting to heal later, I got this, my, my underneath my armpit, my, (laughs) my, um, I can't even think of it. I'm so tired. The, um, oh my gosh, lymph node. Thank you. My lymph node swelled up like to a balloon size underneath my armpit. I woke up and I had this big balloon. When I say balloon, people, let's say like the size of a normal head, my lymph node swelled up underneath my armpit and we couldn't figure. So they freaked out. They thought right away cancer. And they stuck this big needle in there and to drain it. 
well, they said it was a lot of bacteria from what they didn't know. And then they saw, I told them about what happened in my back and that's what happened. So now to get back to the story about admitting when you're wrong, kind of elongated way, is that it, it, <laughs> it stinks only on my left side when I get nervous or uh, when I have to admit when I'm wrong or I'm scared. So my palms sweat, my left armpit stinks. Um, I think my feet get sweaty and that's about it. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about admitting when you're wrong. Sorry, people, just telling you an insight, funny freaking story and um, just being real. So it's okay. So have you ever had like when ever two, like when two people are just at each other, they're just, neither one wants to admit anything and they're just at odds. And it's usually because both people are trying to prove that they are right, that they're correct. And um, sometimes we defend our positions even when, when they make us miserable because we just can't bear to admit that we're wrong. So our need to be right just robs us of everything, robs us of, a, of, a, of our intimacy and, famil- and fulfillment in our personal relationships, and it perpetuates our feelings of discontent. So I I just, admitting when you're wrong, I just, oh my God, I got to admit that, I got to cringe. But if, I, I only feel that way, like, if I know, like, okay, so you're telling a story and you fabricate, kind of like the story I told you about, you know, the whole um, arm thing with the boy. <laughs> You know, I'm just having fun. You kind of, you know, embellish a little bit. But I don't do things like like say shit like you want to hurt somebody. So admitting when you're wrong and then admitting when you're wrong because you were having fun, I think it's two different kinds. I don't know. You guys can beg to differ with me. But um, I think it's I think it's two different types of wrong. Don't you think? And but anyway, you you have to hone up to your own bullshit. So when you get like that, I get not like scared to death and nervous because I told a white lie. It's just man, when you got to admit you're wrong, there's a that's a whole different level of holy shit, you know. Um, but um, for this week, just. Just notice what what your need to be right costs you in terms of energy, intimacy, and a peace of mind. And, and ask yourself, what's more important, being right or being happy? But you know what? I'm the type of person, too, well, I'll argue until I can get my freaking point across because I know I am right. So are we really saying that we should just suck it up and just be happy? See, I don't like that either. And because you're just, you're, you are just accepting and being content, you know? I'm not trying to be, say, hey, be argumentative, but, you know, what's more important, being right or being happy? Well, it's important to me to be correct. But not to the point where I'm going to make a situation blow up and then it's uncomfortable when there's lots of people. 
if I'm having a one-to-one discussion with my husband, I mean, Lord have mercy, especially when two people feel like they're in odds with each other. I, I don't back down. But what usually gets me is because my husband's so fucking intelligent. He'll say, Deborah, um, you might want to rethink that. And then I know that, oh, shit, okay, maybe I need to find out my facts a little bit better because I may be wrong here. And then I can. Then I'll just go back to being happy. <laughs> and then maybe I'm not right. But oh, anyways, just admitting when you're wrong is just, I've just heard so many people lately not even admit it. And everyone's in the room and they're like, where is this? What has this person drank? Are they fucking drunk or are they on drugs or... Oh my God, sometimes people just will not admit it. And it's so obvious, it's embarrassing. So just just allow yourself to see one thing you've been fighting to be right about, okay? I mean, like, are, are you holding a position with someone that's causing you stress or aggravation? Um, have you been blaming someone else? for your current state of affairs. Um, I, here's one too. Is it wrong when someone asks you a question about somebody and they all know each other and you tell them the truth, but you say it because that's what you believe or you see not because you're talking bad of the person. And then that person goes and tells the other person what you said in a way to make it sound like you were talking bad of them. And then a lot of people say, well, then I need to admit that I was wrong. And I'm like, no, you don't. (laughs) You're not wrong. If someone asks you, oh, gosh, what do I do? Um, so-and-so keeps calling me and I find it a little weird or I think they're drinking and drunk all the time and I don't want to answer their call because they just talk and talk and talk and you don't want to be rude and you tell them, look, yes, beautiful person, does drink a lot, What I've learned is that when this person calls at a certain time of the night, I know they've been drinking. And so either I choose to pick up that call because I want to listen to it and or I choose not to pick the call because I don't want to listen to it. So it's being respectful and polite and I'm choosing when to do it. So... I think that when this person then goes back to that person and says, oh, the person said you were a drunk, you know, um, and then doesn't say anything else, and then you're supposed to admit you're wrong? (laughs) That's a whole different story, you see? So, and anyway, those are probably people you don't need to be around anyway that twist your shit around. So... I think that you will know. It's called an instinct. You will know when you are wrong and when to admit you're wrong. 
just blatantly flat out, your gut will tell you. When you when you're wrong, you're wrong and you know it. When it's a just a white lie, you know it. Damn it, admit it, especially when you get caught. There's nothing worse than being caught and and um not admitting when you're wrong. So, um yeah, how do you like that? <laughs> um how about um you guys Make a powerful choice to take responsibility for the role you played in the creation of the situation. So even if you feel you can justify your position, notice how much more freedom and peace and contentment you have when you let it go. Okay, so... It's so again, your choice is just to make the powerful choice to take responsibility for the role you've played in the creation of the situation. All right, meaning like allowing yourself, you know, to see one thing you've been fighting to be right about, um, or holding a position against somebody that's causing you stress or aggravation. Or or you've been blaming someone else for your current state of affairs, you know? So try that, you know, and see how that works for you. I mean, let me tell you, I've had to admit that I've been wrong a few times. And oof, it's not a good feeling. Well, not that I really did something wrong, but still. Um, that's why I like to fact check things, especially nowadays, three times over. Especially coming from people. When people hear say things, you just, you know, oh, this person, I don't know about this person. And well, then I need to check it out then first, you know, if if it's that much of your concern towards my, you know, towards me, then I need to look at it. So, but it's not easy. It's not easy to admit, you know, to admit when you're wrong at all. Acknowledging a mistake, it, it just feels like defeat of all sorts, you know makes us feel vulnerable, weak, and exposed. It almost seems to like signify that we are somehow inadequate, doesn't it? I mean, I do. I just feel like, oh, God. And then perhaps this is why people insist on continuing debates long after they have been settled. <laughs> but I don't know. I've found that humans are just physiologically is just inclined to believe they are correct. You know? Um, even if all of the obst- you know, observable evidence is points to the contrary. So I think it's just in our nature to believe that we're always correct. So I, I, I it's just it's just humans. Um much of this has to do with the fact that we are driven by instinct and emotion. I, I do. I, especially emotion, you know. Um, there's, a, there's a person that wrote something here. I left some notes. What is it? Here, I found this. It says, we are not driven only by emotions, of course. We also reason deliberate but reasoning comes later 
work slower. And even then, it doesn't take place in an emotional vacuum. Rather, our quick-fire emotions can set us on a course of thinking that's highly biased, especially on topics topics we care a great deal about. That's interesting. Huh. Again, as I said earlier, I thought, you know, a lot has to do with emotions. So, I don't know, if we encounter something that challenges any of our inherent beliefs, I mean, it can be extremely difficult to accept, even if it's 100% true, right? So, like, for example, this is a... um a, la- a large part of okay so this is a large part of the reason the catholic church was so offended and enraged when galileo suggested that the earth is not the center of the universe in the 17th century the church argued that the sun revolved around the earth while galileo contended it was the other way around. <laughs> but but as we know, Galileo was irrefutably correct, yet the church ultimately charged him with hearsay. So this was because Galileo claims, um, Galileo's claims contradicted its teachings and undermined its beliefs and authority. I mean, it took 300 years for the church to finally admit he was correct and to clear his name. Fuck! Could you imagine? You know, when I sit here and think about that, you know, that's the thing about, you know, I I know I don't talk a lot about religion and politics and church, but... I mean, this is why, I mean, I had one side of my family just be big church oh, goers, doers, and preachers that it, I mean, just tried to embed it in the family. And I just like, man, you do a lot of research and you have your different feelings about certain things, you know, I don't want to shove down my throat, you know, and then you know, you go and you read and you find things like this about, you I mean, I, I'm pretty happy just believing and talking and searching and praying and in my own little home sometimes, you know? Um, so it's like when facts challenge our beliefs, our natural reaction might, you know, it just might be to reject them and we may even feel insulted, so correspondingly, we, we desire to believe in ourselves perhaps more than anything else. I know I do. I like to believe in myself <laughs> more than anything. In other words, we don't want to believe we are wrong even when we are. But I'm not saying that I'm always wrong, but even though sometimes, I'm sure I am. I'm not always correct. Even on this podcast, you know, I try to do a lot of my facts and searching and reading and sharing with you different quotes from people and things that I read and workshops that I've done and share with you. It's like, if you keep digging, digging and digging, you're thinking, then you start questioning everything that you put together and your facts become, where the hell do they get their facts? (laughs) What's true anymore? (laughs) Um, So... 
One might refer to this as like a cognitive dissonance, you know, just which social psychologists have said that as a state of tension that occurs whenever a person holds two cognitions, meaning like, you know, ideas, beliefs, opinions that are psychologically inconsistent. So with that said, having the capacity to admit when we are wrong in in immense strength, I mean, is an immense strength. So it's also a quality that will earn a person a great deal of respect among peers and colleagues. So don't think of just because you're admitting that you're wrong, it, that, you know, as I said earlier, that, you know, everyone thinks it's, you're being in, you know, you you feel inadequate or weak or um, lesser, or you're just feel stupid. And actually it's, I, I think it's a great strength that people will have respect for you. Um, and it shows like a really strong character. So it's like individuals in positions of authority have a tendency to avoid admitting when they are wrong. Um, this is somewhat understandable as they don't, you know, they don't want people to begin questioning their legitimacy or competency. You know, I, I mean, I, I get it. I'm not saying it's okay, but so often in business, you know, I deal with people who believe that admitting they were wrong shows weakness and ineptness, you know, ineptness. I just, the danger of that belief, especially when it, when it is held by people in positions of power or authority, is that it, it backs a leader into defending their poor choices, even when they themselves have come to recognize they were wrong. So, I mean, so it's like, like if you've come to the realization you were wrong about something, then you should also assume other people have recognized this as well. <laughs> right? I mean, as soon as you know you're wrong, know for a fact that somebody already caught you. Know that somebody knows that you just said something wrong and uh, know that they just recognized it and you can feel it. You can just kind of like when you say something or do something, all of a sudden it'll go, oh, you get that weird feeling and then you just kind of laugh it out like it never happened. Well, that person probably felt that too and just hoping they will just forget and move on is both fucking delusional and insulting people. That's a delusional. Let me tell you, right then and there, you're getting caught, mofo, and you better cough up, right? So, I mean, this is precisely why it's better to admit and rectify mistakes as soon as possible. As soon as possible. So in the process, you will be far more likely to retain the trust and respect of the people around you, who you work with, colleagues, business, whatever. So success in both 
our professional and private lives is heavily dependent on our ability, you know, our ability to cultivate and maintain relationships. This can't be accomplished without trust. Not at all. And I know this in business, just learning, you know, admitting, you know, I've made an error or might have, you know, or make things difficult in the short run. I mean, it does. It just, ugh. Yet it's better just to clean up that freaking mess now than to leave it sitting there to stink up permanently, right? And then you got to go, you know, damage control, man, damage control. That's even fucking worse. Um, I don't know. Admitting that you made a, a mistake makes things difficult in the short run, but it's better to clean it up now, people. Trust me. It really is. Oh, excuse me. It's, it's like one in the morning here, guys. I'm trying to crank this out. But strong character and leadership are not defined by being infallible. Rather, we we grow as people by accepting our our imperfections and in order to overcome our fears and insecurities. But I I feel that true strength of character is revealed when a person recognizes and acknowledges his or her failures, yet has the persistence and insight to keep moving forward. You know, it just kind of like, I just thought of something. It's kind of like, that it makes you think, kind of worry, like if people can just sit there and bullshit and then, hey, I'm sorry, admit that I was wrong. And then like they just didn't skip a beat and just continue and they do it again, say, I'm sorry, admit I'm wrong. I mean, you got to look out for that crap too. Something that's an ongoing pattern, you know, and it, it's, be careful of patterns. Um, I mean, failure is good. I mean, it really is. Just, you know, just embrace it. Because when people admit they're wrong, they, they reveal they are not only confident, but also humble and adaptable. Let me repeat that. I, I just, I cannot get, I cannot stress this enough that when people, when they are wrong, they reveal that they are not only confident, but also humble and adaptable. These are indispensable characteristics in all walks of life. But particularly, if we hope to be successful in our own professional lives, man, I don't know where that all just came from, but man, I just, I mean, it, it, that's powerful. I'm so tired. I don't, I can't even say that again. (laughs) And, um, yeah. So I just, yeah, I just, I don't know. I think just, there's a lot going on and I just, I just, I wish people would just admit more when they're wrong. I think they'd be just become more of a human and humbled and just, Man, I'd have more respect for people, you know, right? All right, guys, I've been just long-winded shooting this out. And, um, yeah, um, I, I, again, I love hearing all your feedback. People, please 
If you haven't subscribed or downloaded or liked or made a comment, please do so. You can go on Spreaker and do that. You can go to my website, madusa.com, and let me know. Um, Ask me questions. What would you want to hear about? What are some topics? I can change up the topics. Um, I am going to get some guests on here, though. I keep saying that, and I'm just going to learn how to do that um, from afar. So... Oh my gosh. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I'm tired. It's been great down here in Australia, by the way, if anyone listens from Australia. Um, and thank you, uh, everybody, for everything. I appreciate you. Um, I A lot of my segments come from a lot of my um, research, um, a lot of my own experience, um, talking to other people in interviews, um, daily clips of other people and writers and workers and um, from workshops I've taken. Um, I share a lot of that with you guys. And I, I am just so follow, full of all this knowledge and stuff. And I'm just, my head's on overload. So I combine a lot of things together. So I hope it all makes sense. And I hope you get a lot out of it like I do. Um, so before I even share this stuff with you on my podcast. I read it over and over, so I hope it makes sense as much as it does with me. So have a great, great day. I wish you so much love and hope and everything you're going for. Know that you're not alone and that you are loved. And um, if anybody has a birthday, happy birthday. Mine is February 9th, and if you share the birthday with me, All right, Aquarians. (laughs) All right, guys. Love you guys. Have a great day.